Well, hello, and thank you all so much for tuning back into your favorite new local podcast, The Local Woman. And we are so excited because today I am joined in the studio by Miss Rochelle Wilson. Hi. Rochelle, welcome to the show. I'm so excited that you're here. Hey, Sierra, thank you for having me. Of course. And of course, we have a number of things to cover because when I think of someone local, Rochelle, I do think of you. Really? Yes, I would certainly consider you someone that's very importantly locally in our community, but also someone who's local-minded and local-focused. Um, so tell us why Macon. I know you've traveled a lot. You've been a couple places, and I don't mm. think you're originally from Macon. So what makes Macon, Georgia, your home? This is going to be a long answer. I'll try to keep it brief. No, and you don't have to. Please, I'd love to hear the whole answer. Um, So my family moved to Macon when I was about eight, and I lived in Macon the longest. And when I was 18 is when I moved to Atlanta for college. And I never really, I wasn't getting away, like, oh, I hate Macon. It wasn't Mm -hmm. that at all. I always liked it. But I think I had this drive to live internationally, to see the world. And I had a pretty when some might call a rough childhood. So I associated like leaving town with getting away from the things that were painful, Mm -hmm. but it wasn't necessarily like uh, focused on making. I didn't really displace that, which I think a lot of people do. I believe that does happen, especially when you think of the conversation uh, that traditionally happens around the topic of someone staying in their community after Mm -hmm. high school. Mm -hmm. And it's always looked at as a negative thing. It's rarely looked at as something that's a positive that someone has invested in their community. Right. Right. So I left uh, to go to college and then after college, I went to grad school in Illinois. And then after that, I joined the Peace Corps. I went to Morocco. So, um, and all of my choices were very focused on international. I, um, most of my degrees had international focus. Uh, the Peace Corps obviously was international and I was learning Arabic. I really had this idea that I was going to, um, be an international service, the UN or something like that. And I had made a lot of choices for about a decade that was building towards that. And when I was in Peace Corps, a few things happened, some big, some small that really began a reorienting of my focus and where I saw my trajectory. So the first one was the shooting in Charleston that happened when I was in Morocco. And it, I mean, obviously it was a really heavy, terrible thing. And one of the first of that kind Uh, with that particular, um, at a church in the South, obviously very racially charged, motivated. And so that was one of the very first of that kind. And now I feel like they happen, you know, we talk about things that are happening all the time, but that was really big. I mean, I was hearing about it across the world, you know, and, um, it really was a big wake up call for me because I here in Macon, I had a very integrated experience mm-hmm. and I was naive in thinking that Macon was a very integrated town because my experience was that way. Absolutely. And when that happened, it was a big siren, like, wait a minute. Um, and because I don't know if it got a lot of attention, but there were um, historically African-American churches that caught on fire the week after that Absolutely. shooting. And I think two were in Macon. Yes. And so that was like this what like this is happening in my in what I considered my hometown the place I spent the most of my life at that point a repeat of history almost in itself yeah and so it really um really weighed heavily on me for a very long time and still does in a lot of ways and um really opened my eyes to 
what was happening in a real way in America. Um, and that was sort of the beginning of that, um, of realizing that just because my experience was one way and my growing up in the South was one way doesn't mean that that's how it is in the South for everybody or well, in America. It's that you were overseas when you had this epiphany about your yeah. own home and the work that needed to be done here. Mm-hmm. Uh, being just as important as the work that you were doing in another country. Because I believe um, often when people go overseas, they, of course, develop some type of an international focus. But uh, to me, I think what's most interesting is that you go overseas, you learn how you can help other people, but it can also help you improve your own community, the things that you learn. Exactly. And, and then, you know, that was the big thing. But then there were little things like I was teaching this English class to high school kids and I wasn't teaching the class. I was helping them like with tutoring and stuff. And they had a question for an exam that was about brain drain. And they were asking, and I, and I was completely caught off guard. I'm like, this concept <laughs> is being talked about in an English class yes. in Morocco. <laughs> and so, very true. And it's so, rarely discussed here in America, actually. Right. <laughs> and so they're like, what do you think about brain drain? And they were like, all had their notebooks out. And someone had, had they were recording it so they could, you know, later work through the translation if they needed to. And um, I was like, uh, wow, okay. I think it's really important to yes. invest in our communities. And the irony, of course, of me yes. being across the world was not lost on me. Um, But also to my experience there really showed me very viscerally how being from within a community has so much more power than being from without. And me coming as an outsider to that community, my limitations were so clear to me on what kind of sustainable change I would be able to do, even though I was committing in a long-term kind of way. And that experience really honed in to me things I already knew in my mind like yeah it's better when change comes from within but to really experience that and see you know yes maybe I can go to a cafe in my small village but if the girls in my community can't go to the cafe then what good is that yes what change is that you know absolutely and um so that was really starting to pull on me more towards Macon. And then of course, right towards the end of my service was an election. Yes. I think you know which one I mean. Oh yeah. And that one, one was kind <laughs> of like the, the nail in the coffin for me. Like mm-hmm. I cannot leave. I cannot go to Egypt or wherever I think I'm going to go. I've mm-hmm. got to go back. And I know a lot of volunteers at that time and a lot of the language was I'm moving to Canada. Like a lot of people were talking about running away and leaving. And, and I, I was very much had the opposite reaction Absolutely. of run towards this because running away is the last thing that people need to do who actually care mm-hmm. about equity, justice, any, any term you want to call it. If you care about an experience that's beyond your personal, your experience, then it is important to run towards that kind of thing and say now more than ever, we have to look grassroots. We have to look local. We have to fight for our communities and fight for what's right Absolutely. on the grassroots level. And running away. everybody who's committed goes away, who's left? Exactly. Exactly. Absolutely. And it's the people who agree with that choice that are left. Mm-hmm. And we, and then what kind of what kind of communities we would we have, you know? And so, yeah. So I definitely was like, it's a decision, done deal. I'm going back to Macon when I wow. finish. And and I did. I, I moved back. Didn't have a job. Mm-hmm. None of my family lived here anymore. None of my friends lived here anymore. I really had nothing else pulling me here or keeping me here besides my heart. Yes. <laughs> and like this, this this deep belief, this is the place that I've always felt like was my home. Certainly. Um, even though I don't have family history here and it's the place that I am passionate about more than any other place in the world. (laughs) 
And that's why I'm here. Absolutely. That is a fantastic answer to that question. <laughs> I am glad you did not limit it. And um, I just love the full circle um conversation that you were able to have with yourself but that also people can hear being had right here between us about going somewhere else finding out that the work that you're doing there is equally as needed in your own community and um, often I think people do feel that they have to go globally to better have this international perspective to be able to better work in their own communities but I genuinely believe that the real work that needs to happen here comes from within it your foundation started right here you know, this is where you built the foundation. So thank you so much for sharing that with our community. And I think that that's so fitting that you are so focused on things local because it's because of you that we were actually having this discussion today about <laughs> the local love box. The local love box. Yes. And Rochelle, would you introduce that product and tell us a little bit about what you have here today? Sure. I'd love to, Sierra. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so the local love box, actually, it's it's one of those things where when I finally got the idea, yes. I had it clicked and it was like, I should have had this idea a year ago because oh I've sort of been dancing around it in little ways. Yes. Um, so what it is, it's a quarterly subscription box and it's a compilation of different handmade things or art, whether it be art, artisan things like jam or hot sauce or salsa yes. um, or something from an entrepreneurial side, but definitely something local, something made from our community, by our community, in our community. Yes. Um, and so I try really hard to pick things that are really different, um, whether it be like in one box, I want to have a piece of art. I want to have something edible. I want to have something you can wear. So I try to balance out the types of things in the box, but also the types of creators. Um, I want to have... Um, all kinds of representation um, of creators in the box because our community is super diverse and fun and we have a lot of different amazing people and I just really want to highlight quality things but also really cool really quality people that whose work what they do in our community is make it they make making cool absolutely you know like making is cool absolutely (laughs) that's a lot going on here I think that Often when you hear people discuss making, they discuss it from a standpoint of what can I do or I don't think that making's fun. I don't think I'm having a good time here. I think I need to go somewhere else to have a good time. But there's always something fun going on here. And speaking of fun, we have Miss Jade here in the studio with us today. Sorry, I'm late, guys. The fun has arrived. The fun <laughs> has arrived. And no, you're not late. You're just on time. <laughs> uh, because Rochelle was just telling us a little about the local love box. Mm-hmm. And I know that you take great care to select the items that go into the box. Yes. Can you tell us about your process for that? Yeah, so to start, off I just went on the artist page on on Facebook there was like a local artist page and I just said hey I'm thinking about this idea would anyone be interested in something like this and Mm -hmm. let me tell you like 30 40 comments immediately of people like yes me 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 so um yeah it was and that's really what made me do it like that like you know just putting out the fleece and then having the response really um was like okay this is a good idea and it's strong and there's people artists that want to be a part of it um And so what I did then was I created a Google form that um, I shared with everyone on that page and anyone I know that created things and said, share this with whoever and just put it out there. And so as people are interested, they just fill out the form and it asks them basic stuff like, what do you make? Um, What could fit within this price range that we're Mm -hmm. working with um, for wholesale? And then what, you know, describe, you know, just think, you know, having them tell me who they are, what they do. And then, um, and then I curate based on, so I have a list of about a hundred different possible goods and I curate based on 
like the balance that I talked about earlier Certainly. of like balancing out the type of items and trying not to do two things that are too similar back to back. Um, so spacing it out. Um, so I have boxes like already planned out through spring of next year. Wow. Oh, wow. So I've got like the next five planned out. <laughs> and I bet artists appreciate that though, because you give them plenty of time to produce products for the mm-hmm. box when you mm-hmm. plan it out that way. Yeah. And they're hand, a lot of them, like there's some things that are hand painted or hand done. So it, the art in particular is the one that I try not to have too many boxes. So right now we're capping it at 30. Um, because you know, it's just practicality. Like you see, there's things that are hand stitched. Yes. In this oh box. no, this is amazing. You know? And um, I'm excited because you all can listen to the second part bonus uh, part of this episode where we actually introduce some of the items. So I'm excited to show you that, but yes, there are some very adorable and intricate items in here. Uh, and I'm just excited about it. Yes. And I do want to announce something new that we're doing. Um, so this, oh, how beautiful. Yes, this Gorgeous. is a painting by Kevin Lewis and what this is going to be is we're starting in the fall the fall box is going to be um, have a super box edition so the box itself the the regular box of the item the four to six items is $50 yes Um, but I really wanted a way to have bigger art pieces like this one oh I love Um, that I mean mm -hmm. honestly I want that on my wall right now and of course (laughs) we'll share a picture with you all because I understand this is a recording so you all can't see this but honestly you all this picture is absolutely gorgeous it's a painting um of a child and it's done in kind of abstract background mm-hmm. it's a little impressionist um and the palette is blue and orange mm-hmm. um, <laughs> to try and give it some description here um but so what we're going to do starting in the fall is we're going to launch what's called a super box and there'll be five available right. and we'll tell you who the artist is so it would say the fall super box featuring kevin lewis oh, a wonderful. painting of x size you know and so you don't get to see it but um there'll have be limited five and so there are both announced at the same, like both boxes will go available at the same time. Oh, and so the first five that are sold, that's it. That's it. Um, and then the rest will be the regular. And you'll get this plus the regular the box. box. Yes. Oh, mm-hmm. you all, the exclusivity um, of it. You yeah. better jump in when that becomes available. <laughs> and I think this, the super box will be $100. And okay. it might fluctuate as we go, depending on what item it is. Um, this but I mean, that painting alone is yeah. is worth more than $100. Same comment, yes. same thing. Yeah. I mean, I was going to say And then you picture. get that on top of whatever else mm-hmm. is in the box. So oh, you're getting, you're really getting a bang for your buck yeah, there. Don't miss yeah. out there, you all. This is amazing, and we can't wait to share this with you all uh, because that's phenomenal work. I can't wait to show that picture, you all. Yeah, Kevin is Kevin is fantastic, and I this idea came, and like I mentioned, I was kind of dancing around it for a while. And what I mean by that is like um, when the pandemic first hit, I, so I'm not an online shopper. I'm definitely not. That's not me. But when the pandemic first hit, I started shopping on Amazon, which I hadn't really done. It would mm-hmm. be like a last resort type of thing uh-huh, in the past, and then. I was on Amazon a lot at the beginning of the pandemic, and I think it was, you know, May, almost a year to date, May 4th of last year, I read this article by one of the presidents, Tim, I can't remember his last name, but he resigned and wrote an open letter about the way that certain workers who had complained about the conditions, the COVID conditions in the warehouse were fired and they were all like minority women. And he wrote this sort of like big expose letter and it really just like hurt my heart because I was already previously kind of trepidatious about shopping on Mm -hmm, Amazon. And like, I felt guilty at that time knowing that so many local businesses were struggling like harder than ever. Mm -hmm. And, and then here I am 
going there when I could, because I can't find what I want, you know, right. whatever. And so I just, at that point, I haven't shopped since then. And it'll be a year like tomorrow. Oh, wow. wow. No, that's huge. Um, but I also think that by doing things like this local love box, you make that practical and available to the community. Often people don't even know what's available exactly. here. Yeah. And mm-hmm. you're really exactly. opening up uh, their world to what's happening in our own community. Again, I would have never known about some of these products in here. And I, so I'm so excited to share these with you all just so again you can know what's happening you all um i think that that's probably going to be the biggest appeal to me of the local love box not only from a buyer's perspective but also from an artist participation perspective Mm -hmm. is there the ability to get this out there to the community so they know what type of work they're providing yeah i love that thank you and the other the other thing i did during the pandemic i think it was um I don't, I think it was in the spring of last year, I made these boxes for my friends. And so it's like, I was so close to this idea and wasn't there, but I made these boxes for my friends of like gloves from seven street salvage, you know, soaps from Ingleside market and like built these boxes and sent them as like just a way to like, Hey, I know we're all cooped up. Miss you. Love you. Like here's something to add some joy to your life. And Hey PS, like take a picture and tag these businesses as a way to like share some love, you Mm -hmm. know? And so I had already been doing something very similar to this. And so when I I woke up like a few, I guess a few months ago now, like with the idea in mind, I was like, oh my gosh, a local subscription box with, with goods from local artists. Like how could I, how have I not thought of this (laughs) already? I love that. And I mean, I know that I, well, let me clarify. Have you all already sold out of your summer box? So if someone wanted listening now, they wanted to grab one, could they? Yes. So we capped it at 30 and we have not really started promoting. By the time this airs, I'm sure we would have done the little promotion. Okay. But, um, I think we're at 15. Okay. So So there's 15 more slots left, hopefully at this time you all. And I do know, I'm not sure if you all remember, Member from the Melissa Macker episode. If you have not listened to that episode, jump on back and check that out. But you can actually go on w the five six seven dot org. I believe I think it's the five six seven center. Okay, center dot org slash local love box. Perfect, and that's where you're going to order that from. And of course, mm-hmm. we'll link that for you all. Forgive me if I got uh, forgetting that wrong, you all. But I do want to make sure that you go and you check that out and you try to slide in there. And I'm already ready for that super box. <laughs> yeah, I'm so excited. So we're gonna have um Kevin. I haven't I have ideas for who the next artists are gonna be. Sure. There's this woman named Helen Anderson who makes baskets and I haven't even asked her yet, but I want to do like the next spring to do like these really gorgeous like picnic baskets oh, as course. the super box. Oh, beautiful. Um, and not only that, these would be great. Uh this is a great opportunity to check out items uh that you could have grabbed for Mother's Day as well. Mm-hmm. I know that I believe by the time this come out comes out, you will have missed Mother's Day, but you all there's so many holidays every yeah, year. Yeah, yeah. Like, don't miss out. For Christmas, track what's in these boxes. Go ahead mm-hmm. and grab. Even if you miss out on the box, don't miss out on the opportunity to connect with these local vendors. Perfect. That's what I want to make yes. sure you don't miss out yeah. on. All right. And I believe you may have covered this, but I do want to reiterate just in case if an artist or someone would like to be involved and get an item in the local love box. I know you had a form they could complete. Yeah. So I, I would just say find like find me on okay. uh, Facebook. There's the local love box has a Facebook page Great. and we have an Instagram. Wonderful. So either of those um, message me and I'll just send you the link to the form. Wonderful. That's how it's been going so yeah. far. Great. And um, if we uh, will grab it and we'll put it on our page to you guys so you can check it out. So while you're listening, you can go ahead and click Click it if you've got something you want to share. Well, I know you recently transitioned into a new uh, position at the Boys and Girls Club. I'd love for you to have an opportunity to talk about that, too, and the work that you all are doing. Because I believe Mm -hmm. you have a virtual series going on. Is that correct? 
I'm not sure what you mean. Okay, I thought you all had a virtual series that you had going on with some presenters that you did, or was that, it was the civil... Maybe that was another. Oh, oh, group. oh! The virtual career fair. Yes, yes. forgive me. I apologize. Sorry, no, no, well. I, I wasn't specific <laughs> enough. <laughs> I thought I saw that, and I thought you were maybe doing it more than once. You were yes. going to be doing a couple of those. We did a couple of those. Right. Yes, we did. So the boys and girls clubs. I'm going to talk about that. Just like my experience there has been really wonderful. Great. And I know a lot of people don't realize the boys and girls clubs are here. Yes. I had no idea. Yeah, yes, they and are still huge. Yes, and we have three in Bibb County, one in Houston County, one in Monroe County, and one in Candler County. So wow. we have six clubs oh, that wow. we oversee. And we, I mean, we serve kids from five to 18. It's fantastic, fantastic organization. Mm-hmm. And I, there was a big club on second street that was torn down years ago. Yes. And so, so many people, when that building came down, because it was like the iconic one mm-hmm. thought that we left, uh-huh. but we are still here and we have clubs, um, in Macon, there's one in Bloomfield, Wonderful. there's one on Anthony road and one on, um, Sherling drive. Mm-hmm. So they're, they're, they're and I think they're <laughs> especially needed in those locations yeah. too. They're kind of spread out, but they're really strategic and they have a, we have a wide reach because of that throughout right. the community. Um, and so the virtual career fair was something we did to connect our, our high schoolers mm-hmm. with different professions, different organizations, different mm-hmm. types of jobs and roles in the community. And I really called on a lot of my friends for that one. Yes. <laughs> I was like, Gotta hey, pull on the network. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was like, y'all have great. And I, and we really were able to get just such a wide berth of, of organizations and types of work that they could hear from, which was just really fun for them. And yes. we were able to have all of our clubs f- even in other counties participate because it was virtual. So mm-hmm. being virtual, I mean, it has its limitations, of course, but it has also been able to open up doors yeah. that otherwise, you know, wouldn't like we had Stacey Abrams speak for our youth of the year, right? Oh, like fantastic. how would we have been able to do that without being virtual? Right. You know? And not only that, she's such an inspiration. I yeah, know that really those is. kids were encouraged yeah. by her work. I mean, I'm, I'm encouraged by her Same. work every day and I'm so excited about what she's doing here in Georgia fingers are crossed for so much more of the work she's doing so Mm -hmm. I love that you get to connect the kids that you're working with with people of that nature Mm -hmm. uh, that she's iconic you know and so it always felt when we were younger like our people we admired were so far Mm -hmm. but now because of the connectivity of social media Mm -hmm. and things of that nature you could literally send your favorite celebrity a DM now don't expect to get a message back or they have you could send it they have cameo now too where you can like get your favorite some of your favorite celebrities to like tell you hey and happy birthday or whatever that's crazy to me i mean even if you're just talking here locally you can actually connect with your mayor with your commissioners now in a way that i don't believe that when we were younger it felt like people could do yeah like it felt like you were so distanced from the process but now you're really involved yeah and i think that it's amazing for you to share that with kids because it Mm -hmm. gives them an idea that they they're Hopefully they get in the future that their vote matters, but their opinion matters yes. today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and I think yeah. that's so huge. So, excuse me, I didn't mean to interrupt. Oh, no, about I your love work it. at I the love um, it. Yeah. at the uh, Boys and Girls Club. So, yeah. excuse me. Mm-hmm. Oh no, that that's. I mean, it's, it's exactly what we're what we're trying to to help that reality become more and more apparent yes. that mm-hmm. their choices matter, their yes. voice matters, what they do matters, where they mm-hmm. go matters. And so um, we're really proud of our graduating seniors. They've all been accepted oh, to college. Congratulations. That's you guys. Awesome. Yes. Um, so we're just really glad of, of the work and I'm really proud of the kids. I think yes. that's what it's really at the end of the day. That's what it's right, all about. Yeah. And do you, 
go through, if a child wanted to participate in Boys and Girls Club and if their parent wanted more information, can they go through the schools? Do they just visit you all's or the national website and then drill so down by location? We have a website. Oh, great. Um, and I'll say it. Perfect. B-G-C-C-G. Org. And it's easier to remember if you think Boys, Girls, Clubs, Central Georgia. Mm-hmm. Perfect. BGCCG.org. And um, we're actually about to launch a new website uh, that is going to look really fancy and fun. But the one we have now is still, still really informative. Great. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, they can go. They can see which club is closest for them. They can get Absolutely. the application on the, on the website. They can um, find out where to send the application, where to take it. So Perfect. everything they, they would need is there. Great. And mm-hmm. I encourage uh, parents who may be listening to support the Boys and Girls Club because, uh, again, they do provide an essential service in our community, mm-hmm. not just an after-school program, but enrichment programs for students that I think a lot of people don't know about. Yeah. And so, um, and again, people think they're not here, so they're not invested in it. So we'd love for you to know and get back out there and start joining yeah. those programs again, yeah, you all. Absolutely. Perfect. Well, and it seems as though not only is congratulations in order for a new position, but we also have some congratulations to give you on your new engagement. Congratulations. Oh, congrats. I'm like flashing my ring. I'm like, yeah. Yeah. It's beautiful. (laughs) Absolutely gorgeous. And your fiance is a wonderful person, Mr. Trent Mosley. Hello, Trent. Hi, Trent. Thank you for allowing (laughs) her to come on the show and hang out with us today. We love having her. Uh, But we also love what you all are doing with this new historic home locally. I mean, Rochelle, if you can't be more local, tell us what's <laughs> happening with this new historical. I am the home. most local. local <laughs> yes, right? I love it. Though. Um, and I wasn't born here, so. <laughs> See, so that means, honestly, again, though, that's encouraging for people. You mm-hmm. can choose your home. You yeah. can choose the place that you decide to invest mm-hmm. in. And we're glad that you've decided to choose. Decided to invest in making. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. So this house is, is historically called the Guy E. Payne House. We call it the Hillcrest House. Oh, I read an article about y'all. Yes. <laughs> yes. That was, was actual <laughs> Sorry. shock. Yeah. Sorry. This was actual. I feel like I'm in. I'm in the presence of a celebrity oh, right now. God. Like I didn't even put two and two together because yes. you read a name and then you meet. I'm terrible with names anyway. So. I'm, <laughs> But I remember the article because I was looking at the pictures. I was like, oh, yes, it's a that's fantastic. It's one of the most beautiful, beautiful homes in the year. It's yeah. gorgeous. And yeah. man, tell us about this renovation process. Though I know oh this has to be gosh, overwhelming. You guys <laughs> talk about biting off more than you could chew. It's, oh. it's, it's, it's a beautiful house. And I think it's it's an extra pressure because we're trying really hard to keep it as historically the integrity as much as we can. Um, So, you know, there's these really old plaster walls that are full of cracks. So instead Mm. of just replacing it with sheetrock, what are we doing? We're Mm. repairing the plaster. And that's so time consuming. Um, Yes. We've been working in one room for a month on the plaster. Wow. And we're not, I'm not even halfway there. That's a commitment. Um, (laughs) Are y'all doing it? Are y'all contracting that out? It's a combination Uh of things. So Trent used to, used to work in doing some rehab work and his dad is a contractor. He's an electrician. So so he's got some skills. Yes. So we've got a lot, and then we have a lot of friends that are like carpenters and, and Susan and O'Meara, which are across the street are really fantastic. Um, They've been helping us a lot too. Um, They're going to be doing, redoing the kitchen and the bathroom. So with the big stuff, we're definitely, hiring the professionals yeah. absolutely but with the things like plaster repair things mm-hmm. that are hard i mean they're not hard they're just labor intensive yep. it's like anyone yeah. can do it you just have to be really patient and really 
be okay with getting your hands dirty and yes. sweating. Yes. Um, Peace Corps prepared me for this. Oh. So. <laughs> All these experiences coming together. Yeah, so <laughs> we're, we're working on that house. We actually got engaged in the house um, oh. the day we closed. So. We need that track. <laughs> we keep needing it. <laughs> we keep needing it. Um, so like the day we closed, we went there, and he there's like an atrium in the middle of the house with trees in it. That's and that's beautiful. That was gorgeous, by the way. Oh. I love greenery in a home that spreads, because it technically does connect outward this is not it's a it's like a, gra- a glass in sealed okay mm-hmm. yes i it's beautiful because yeah. it actually feels like you're outside when you're in it that does. area it looks gorgeous yeah. it's gorgeous yeah. and you actually allowed the community in to come take a tour of the home yeah we did and we're gonna do another one um probably at the year mark uh, right. we're gonna get married in the house so oh, um in a, in a year a year to the date we closed oh great got engaged um so we'll we'll do a tour sometime after that. We want our friends and family to be sure. like first look. Mm-hmm. Um, but then what we plan to be, we won't be complete by then, but we sure. plan to be substantially further along. Right. Sure. So I'm thinking like every year we might do like a marker. Home ownership or, is a daily struggle, girl. <laughs> it is a daily yeah, struggle, yeah. but at least you are doing it with someone you love mm-hmm. and you are doing it together and that is a huge thing uh to be able to tackle this together but and i'm sure you're keeping it as local as possible too as -hmm. far as your work and as far as the construction but what are some added little touches that you think you might add from like some of the places that you have some of the artists that you know i'm excited about that yeah so trey and i've talked for a long time pretty much since we started dating that we want are because we kind of knew when we like we were, it's one of those things where you know right away like I literally told someone the day after our first date I was like I'm marrying that guy oh. like we we knew Speak right it away into existence, <laughs> yeah. um, manifest but, it oh, that's right but since like since the beginning of our relationship we've talked about how much we want our, our house whenever we have a house to have be full of local art Absolutely. so we're very committed to that either local art or like local from places we've traveled mm-hmm. right um, yes but we we definitely are well, because gonna, uh Trent is military as well our uh, former military, yes. excuse me. So oh. he lived in Italy. So we both had the Mediterranean and the house, yes. the, the architecture is Italian Renaissance. Yes. Oh, so, so it's perfect. Mm-hmm. It's gorgeous. Mm-hmm. So we really want to tie in some of the tile um, design oh, of like Moroccan. Honestly, I oh, can see the Moroccan on that house because it's a stucco mm-hmm. home, correct? It's brick. brick? There is okay. some stucco. Okay, on the part the that porch. I see, the, our, yeah. it's like the tan part on yeah. the home. Yeah. And we'll share a picture of the house. Yeah. Well, there's lots of visuals on this episode. <laughs> we'll have to share this. But um, that to me has always had a uh, Mediterranean flair to it. Yeah, yeah, it really does. So we're we're going to definitely play into that in our in our personal experiences and travels and we're going to try to bring that into the home great so we're we're really excited we love love the house we love each other so it's gonna be it's gonna be great oh well congratulations (laughs) and let's just say someone's listening and they're interested in finding their favorite historic home and somehow maybe getting that done um, as far as uh, the process of maybe home ownership, can you share any information about that or resources? Yes, I would say Historic Making Foundation is a really great place to start. Perfect. We're working with them on the tax credit process, so which is another added pressure of doing yes. it right. <laughs> um, but we, uh, oh yeah, because you have to stay within a certain guideline mm-hmm. in order to qualify yes, for yes. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's how yeah. they get you. Um, but get Matt Shelf at Historic Making is just is he's so smart and he knows all the stuff, so he's a great great resource a great person um and he's really patient because i feel like i've asked him the same question 20 times but he's really patient um and will work with work with you on explaining the process because it is a lot of jargon and a lot of like hoops to jump through mm-hmm. and that's why they're i mean you don't have to work with through his work making but it makes it a lot easier oh my gosh yeah. so much easier like now are they gonna have any say so in like your color scheme 
Like, do I, you have to have a certain, like, color for that, you know, time period yeah. or of the I house? I think so. Actually, mm-hmm. I think paint color is the last thing they worry about. Yeah. I think they care much more about materials, right. products. Okay. If you do something new, it has to be markedly new. Like, you would think you want to do something that matches as much as possible the historic Certainly. thing, but they actually want it to be obviously new. Mm-hmm. So they want it to be different from the historic. Well, so that you can show that you can tie both together mm-hmm. and, like, make it work. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Yeah. I think that'd be, I think that's beautiful. I love going into an older home and it just having all these modern touches and finishes Mm -hmm. I think it's gorgeous but also uh, it gives people an opportunity when they walk into the home to kind of assess and see what they can do in the future if you go into a home and it stayed old and it hasn't really progressed with the times it's it doesn't have that same appeal right so Mm -hmm. I love that I love that you all are taking the time to do that and I love that you've invested in the community and in that way because there are a number of homes I think they're called the fading five here Mm -hmm. yes so again you all can just seriously this is something that you can do you can go and you can talk to historic making if there's a home that you love here and you're worried and blight is a huge issue issue here in our community so if there's anything that you can do um to kind of get into your community and kind of get some uh make sure that not just larger companies are getting these properties but individuals we don't need any more gas stations yeah and communities are getting these properties so that's a huge thing um and i love that there is access and there is a pathway for the community to participate in that way yeah i will say i think um another great thing about this house that i love is the neighborhood yes it's it's in the cherokee heights neighborhood i just want to give that the neighborhood a shout out no um so i grew up on the west side i grew up over off bloomfield and so for me like I feel like Vineville's was always like my cap of the northmost point I would live mm-hmm. in Macon because I and I I love that it's sort of a hybrid area between like my roots and my life now which is very yes. much centered downtown mm-hmm. and so I just love that the neighborhood is sort of like right there in the middle you are I mean well, and all of those houses in, in that in that area just I feel like they have so much more history to them because because so they're they're yeah. they're older homes but they're mm-hmm. still. Most of them are well, well maintained. They're really, they they're really beautiful. Well, they're family homes. Yeah. They're owned by people's family who they've been passed down and they've been passed down, and thankfully they've been able to hold on to them in some way. Uh, but it's it's um, it's kind of unfortunate because I do know, and I've had the experience of speaking with people in our community who have lost their homes and have not been able to keep them. And those are some of the homes that you pass by now, and they turn out to end up be in blighted areas, mm-hmm. such in such as in areas like Pleasant Hill and things like that. But I really would love for there to actually be more education on that topic mm-hmm. as far as local home ownership, as in mm-hmm. keeping inherited land and keeping mm-hmm. inherited property, because I, I think that that's a huge thing here in Macon that I've noticed, especially in the community that you're moving into. Mm-hmm. Uh, because if you're um, on that street, if you'll notice, it's I think those people know each other. I think a couple of those everyone, people yeah, are family nice in some way. Yeah, so. everyone's been really mm-hmm. nice and, and gone out of their way to talk to us. Mm-hmm. And, and the neighbors have just like so great. Yeah. Um, and keep an eye out on the house when we're oh, not absolutely. there. And know, probably so involve you in things that are happening mm-hmm. in the community mm-hmm. and appreciate someone coming into the community. Mm-hmm. And you also kind of bring it's good to bring notice to a community. Sometimes here things can kind of go undone because people don't notice Mm -hmm. the community. So I appreciate you for bringing light to the community too. Thank you. Well, as if she cannot have more going on you all, in addition to a thriving career, 
the local love box, this new engagement, and a new house. She is also a singer. Oh, I was like, where are you going with that? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I what, else? Questions. <laughs> what else have I done? What have you done? Oh, I was yeah. like, tell me about it. But you are also a singer, and I know yes. you are in a group. Tell us a little about it. Oh, I'm in the Swampy Bottom Gals like with it. Kelly Dixon. Precious. Hello. I love that name. <laughs> it's really cute. And their music is amazing. Tell us a little bit about your sound. Oh, gosh. So Kelly is a classically trained flutist. She's so talented. And if you haven't heard her sing... I mean, repent and change your ways because yeah. she is I mean, she'll make singer. you repent and change your ways yeah. <laughs> with that voice. Um, like. So we just, it started off just jamming on the porch, you know, over like right after, um, we had talked about it for a while and then when yes. the pandemic hit, because we're both so busy, yes. it kind of freed us up to like have some porch jam sessions. Um, Fun. And so we started jamming on the porch last summer. And of course, you know, the Georgia summer porch weather, you always end up with swampy bottoms. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> and so it really started off as a joke. Like, you know, so I said something about my swampy bottom or something. Uh-huh. And then we just started, you know, it calling yourself became, that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> and it feels it, it feels funny now because it's like in the, when we did some stuff around Christmas mm-hmm. and it's like it's not really that hot out here. But, <laughs> <laughs> but whatever. Um, it so, will be soon. It's a great name, though. Yeah, I love it. Thank you. So we we just, you know, I play guitar. She plays ukulele and flute. And we, yes. we sing our voices. We try to blend as much as we can. Yes. She's way more talented than I am um, as a singer. Partic- I mean, as everything. But um, she is way really good at harmony. She's really good at, you know, finding all the right stuff. And mm-hmm. so I'm, I'm learning how to do the harmonies, the Kelly mm-hmm. harmonies. Oh, but <laughs> um, we have a lot of fun together. So what's your genre? Like, what would you... I don't know. Um, we do a lot of, we do pop and uh-huh. little, but we cover it in like a really different way. Mm-hmm. It's definitely upbeat. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm really bad at classifying no, you're good. genres, especially <laughs> when it's me. Like I can listen to a song and be like, oh, that's it. But when it's yes. she and I, it's kind of hard. Um, but it's singer, songwriter, upbeat, fun. We do some Motown. We do pop. We do. So you just you covered know. like the full gambit, yeah. really. They do it all. Yeah, the with Beatles, their fl- with I mean, the flute gosh. and the ukulele. And the guitar. And the guitar. And the guitar. Yeah. Yeah. And beautiful yeah. songbird voices. I love it. I love it. <laughs> so we have fun. Great. Well, Rochelle, if people are wanting to connect with you, whether they're wanting to connect with you as far as the local love box, uh, the um, the Boys and Girls Club, uh, the renovation of the house, where can they connect with you on all these Those projects? Those are all very different. Yes. I have, I have, so I'm, I, Here's the thing. I hate social media, but yes. I run so many social media yes. accounts. Yeah. So this sure. might be why they might, might be connected somehow. Uh-huh. But I have like five different Instagrams. No, I have fine. one for the house, one for the love box, one for myself. Um, but so for me, just as a person, it's um, my handle is the Southern Siren with underscores between the words. Um, and then for the love box, it's my local love box. Um, and then for the house, it's Hillcrest Renaissance. Wonderful. I believe there is an underscore between those. I can double check that. Um, but I, I love, I have a lot of, um, I love photography. I love, and I, I think I liked it better when it was more of an expression. Certainly. I feel like Instagram has been really monetized and it's really oh, turned yeah, into much more of an industry. Certainly. And it's like you have to, yeah. again, there's always like a, a level of participation that you have to be involved in in order for your page to be mm-hmm. kind of active. That's mm-hmm. kind of stressful on our end too, so. Mm-hmm. I'm always like, did I share today? Oh God, I'm so tired. Like, yeah. it's just like but you have yeah. to, so I get that for yeah. sure. I, there is a Hillcrest underscore renaissance Perfect. for that house. Um, and we'll make sure to link these on uh, the post too so you guys can check out if whether you were involved and want to know more about the local love box if you're trying to get more involved with the Boys and Girls Club. If you want to follow this amazing home renaissance, <laughs> we can have you uh, connect yeah. with all of them. Now do um, do y'all as the Swampy 
Swampy Bottom Gals. Do y'all have an Instagram or anything? We don't. Um, Kelly has a, she manages the Facebook page. It's called okay. Play with a period, P-L-A-Y Perfect. period. Um, that's probably the best way. And okay. that's, that says, says some of her independent stuff to you on it. Wonderful. But very much worth the follow. Great. Um, and she also, there's some YouTube videos of us out there Great. somewhere. And I, we'll find one yeah, and share it. Yeah. Absolutely. We'll <laughs> find it. We'll um, find it. In I want to yeah. listen. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, Rochelle, we just love that you were actually able to join us in the studio. We have, of course, because of the pandemic, we've mainly been doing our show uh, Bluetooth, but Mm -hmm. we are excited to have you in the studio with us today. And we thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Of course. And you all stay tuned because this one does have a bonus unboxing for our uh, local love box. Summer box. Summer box. So stay tuned, you guys. Thank you so much for listening to The Local Woman. Bye. Bye. Bye.